hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. We are so excited to talk to Dr. Anna Karp today. She is a double board certified dermatologist practicing in Brooklyn and in New York City. She's also an assistant clinical professor of dermatology at the NYU School of Medicine. And she's a published author who has been featured as a skincare expert in Allure, People, InStyle, Self, Women's Health, and New York Magazine. We are so excited to talk to Dr. Anna Karp today. Okay, so... Dr. Anna, you are a double board certified dermatologist. You're in Brooklyn, you're in New York City. What is the most common thing that people are coming to you for to help them with? So I think I see a ton of, you know, women in their 20s and 30s. So lots of female hormonal acne and everyone thinks it's just a teenager thing. But I tell people that no, most of the acne I see is really, um, you know, that jawline acne in women. So that's a huge thing. Um, Definitely Botox. And I do a lot of, you know, mole checks. That's kind of the most important thing I do because melanoma, um, you know, is so important to catch early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, the jawline hormonal acne. I, so every, most people will say to me like, oh my gosh, you have great skin. And I do, except for when I get something and Tina has seen this, it'll be one giant honker (laughs) on my jawline that will scar. It'll be huge. It'll be painful. It'll be around my period. So yeah, that hormonal acne, even if you're not prone to breakouts, you still are susceptible to that. Yeah, I think it's normal. Most people get one or two around their period. Um, You know, these large ones. I like the pimple patches. Mm. Um, Some people just pick at the acne and I think that makes it worse. I always say, unless you see actual pus, don't touch it, even though it's very hard and I do it myself where (laughs) I touch it. But um, yeah, that's all from, you know, regular hormones. It doesn't mean you have a hormonal imbalance. It's just regular levels of um, testosterone that all women have that Yeah, it's so strange because like growing up, I had like, you know, acne across my forehead or like a few pimples would pop up here. And then a few years ago, I like finally felt like I got my my skin under control. And then I went through this like really stressful couple of years and that hormonal acne just like I had like I Alex, I think I've sent you pictures before. It's my face like exploded all down my neck and my my jawline. And it was really scary. And I was like, wait, but I'm not a teenager anymore. I thought that I'd be past this by now with like hormonal stuff like that hormonal acne how do you how do you go about treating that do you go from the inside out or do you work so I think um yeah usually you know I want everyone on a retinol because that's kind of the best ingredient increases um skin cell turnover prevents a lot of acne just depending how bad it is um sometimes there's a pill called spironolactone which is just like a lifesaver and I've been on um, that many times it is a lifesaver yeah it's so safe it just really um control lowers those levels of testosterone so that we're not getting as much of um, a hormonal breakout as far as you know just like being healthy in general I don't think internally there's so much that can be done some people are affected by foods where they say they have chocolate and they get a huge pimple the next day but it's not um, a general thing so I think usually it is kind of like what you're putting on your skin it's so interesting you talk about the hormone fluctuation so it is the testosterone levels that 
are triggering this. Yeah, but the normal levels, it just is what right. until menopause when everything changes. I think hormonal acne, some people just deal with it worse. Um, yeah, having a good skincare routine, I think, you know, being as healthy as you can be in general health. But right. um, if it's not going away with what you're doing, definitely seeing a dermatologist. Right. Yeah. So what is your favorite non-invasive procedure? By non-invasive, I mean non-surgical, no needles. Yeah. What do you find something that's non-invasive that really just helps people with their skin? So I was going to say microneedling, but that is needles, but I don't consider okay, it too okay. invasive. Okay. Kind of, it's just like a good glow up treatment. Like you just, um, you know, for 25 minutes, it's little, little tiny, tiny needles, not very painful that go in and they go deep into the dermis of our skin to produce more collagen. And usually within a few days, your skin just looks better overall. So for someone that doesn't have any major issues or even someone with wrinkles, it, I think it just helps with um, making someone look better. Is that a painful experience? What does it feel like? So we usually put numbing cream on, but it, you can really go, adjust the depth. It's um, most commonly used for acne scarring. I think that's where it shows um, the most drastic benefit. But just for any, you know, a regular person without scarring, I don't think it's so painful. You don't need to go as deep as you do for acne scarring. Okay. And do you recommend, there's so many microneedling products now that you can just buy and get. And yeah. I have heard some horror stories of people just doing it wrong and then getting an infection on their face. Like, is this something? So I feel like for me, if I were going to get this done, I would go to someone like you to just like let a professional handle it. Do you feel the same to yeah. recommend that? Yeah, I, I think the derma rolling, which doesn't go nearly as deep as microneedling, okay. um, is what people are doing at home. But yeah, you need to do it on clean skin. You shouldn't do it over acne. I think that's a big way you spread um... infection if you're doing it over actual acne, but it's not meant to treat acne. That's when you're opening up those pimples and everything that is on the needle is spreading everywhere else. Um, and that just uh, doing it at home, it's not as effective as, you know, going for the, it's really all about the depth with the microneedling. Right. Okay. So with the in-office treatment. I feel like I need to go get microneedled. I would love to do that. Um, okay. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's so great. Like it, you just look better like immediately. Oh, yeah. One, okay. one day, like a little sunburn looking, but then a couple of days pass and then you have definitely more of a glow. Love that. Lo okay. Well, speaking of needles. Okay. I, we have to talk mm -hmm. about Botox. Um, mm -hmm. I had Botox. Alex, do you know this? I had Botox a few years ago um, in my jaw for TMJ okay. and it was life changing and I loved it. Um, and then yeah. my, my mom gets Botox. I don't mean to out her on this, but I think she's. And I, on the other hand, have never had Botox. So I'm so fascinated to hear everything you have to say about it. Yeah. But can you talk to us about it? Like what we should know, how to maintain it, anything we should look out for, any any pitfalls that we could be aware of? Yeah, I think um, now people talk about it's so commonplace where I don't think it's, you know, like something embarrassing to talk about no, anymore. not at all. Um, so usually I think a lot of people think they need preventative before they do. So I usually say once you see actual wrinkles when you're not moving your face, like even my two-year-old yeah. when she's showing, you know, making expressions, she's forming like little wrinkles, but it's the wrinkles that, day when you're not doing anything and that differs in age for everyone um so some people come in and they you just don't see anything yet on their face I think that it's too early to start but once you start seeing a little bit that's when you can really um make a difference with it and you know it's very safe I usually I like to go very light with it um and then have people come in two weeks later if they need more we just do a touch-up that's complimentary so here's my so I haven't done it yet and the reason I would be afraid mm -hmm. to jump in is because I'm afraid of the maintenance because I because you have to once you start I've read you have to 
keep going and it feels like kind of a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a yeah. little bit about, about how we're supposed to keep it up or are we? No, I think it's a myth that you need to, if you never do it again, nothing happens. The time that you had it in, you weren't making those um, movements as strongly. So those wrinkles are softening or they're not forming during that time. So it's not something that if you don't keep up with it, any damage was done. And usually for women or men under 40, I say like twice a year, I wouldn't, you know, it lasts about four months, three to four months, but I wouldn't, um, you know, overdo it as, you know, just give it a little time kind of twice a year, I think is good. But if you only do it once or twice, nothing happens. So I think that's like a myth people think where they have to keep doing it. Interesting. And I feel like there's still a little bit of a stigma around like you hear Botox and people immediately think just like a frozen face that can't move a muscle. But how does that happen? Like, how do you get to that point? And how do we avoid getting to that face? Yeah, I think, um, you know, going to somebody who has a lot of experience injecting when people over inject, it's really putting too much product in. That's what freezes someone's face. So um, I know never to do that. I want people to be able to, you know, make all their expressions, but just have their face smoother. Uh, So I think it's just a technique related thing. Have you ever had to tell somebody like, I'm not going to give you more injections. We've gone too far. (laughs) Yes. No, every, I think every week there's lots of people I just say no to because they don't want my name associated with it. Um, Some people that come in, they're already just overfilled or yeah, they just don't need the Botox. They say, wait till you need a touch up because, you know, eventually it's going to stop working. But um, yeah, all the time. I think that's a lot of, you know, like face dysmorphia and a lot of it is psychological where people just feel like if they're doing something, um, it's going to make them feel better, but their face actually looks worse. Right. Good for you for saying no. That yeah. has to be hard to do. That has to be really hard to do. But I understand you don't yeah. want someone looking at that face and, oh, I got it done by Dr. Anika. Yeah. You know, like I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't find it hard to do. I feel like I'm doing um, them a favor. Right. Like there will be people that they can go to um, when you see celebrities that just look over injected, someone who's not saying no to them. I mean, I'm sure they're going to qualify people, but I think, yeah, you have to be able to look at someone once they mm-hmm. start to not look like themselves or it's just they are frozen. You don't want to put anything in. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Can you talk to us about lasers? I don't know so much about lasers. Yes. I'm under the impression it's for broken capillaries and dark spots. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about what they're for, how yeah. they work? So there's uh, three types of um, ways lasers work. So they either target hair, so the pigment in hair. So that's the most common laser hair removal. Or they target, um, like you said, uh, for broken capillaries, they target blood or hemoglobin, which is blood vessels, any redness. Or they um, target water, which is your deepest, um, like CO2 lasers, where we look like a burn victim for a week. But that's for people um, who want the most you know, serious treatment. I would say usually older people where it's a really, um, like a full skin resurface. Thing, that's probably is that kind of what Samantha had in Sex in the City when she gets the chemical peel and her face is like no <laughs> yeah no she had yeah everyone talking that was just from a, a like a strong chemical peel got it so okay. That too. okay so lasers they all use heat so the heat either targets the pigment and hair or targets the blood vessels or it targets water which is where you get um there's so much water in our skin that's where you get that really deep sort of peeling and that's for texture for wrinkles for everything is there downtime and- to this is this a procedure where it's not downtime or how do you take care of yourself after? 
Yeah, I think it depends um, which laser you do. There's a lot that, um, you know, are just going in and are very, you know, lightly, uh, we call it ablating the skin where there isn't that much downtime. You look fine the same day. One example is Pure and Brilliant. That's just like an easy, um, it's a very light laser. And then some of the vascular lasers, it just takes time for the blood vessels to go away. But minus the little redness, I don't think anyone would know. Got it. You had anything done. Yeah. Now for someone um, that is dealing with like hyperpigmentation, how would mm-hmm. you treat them? Would that be with a laser? So most people know because I think the heat can make hyperpigmentation worse. I do love for that, the chemical peels, I think are really good, you know, and those have fruit acids like glycolic acid or just a combination of different ones. And I think that helps. That's an in-office procedure that helps with pigmentation. But otherwise, um, you know, all about their skin routine. I like to compound a cream with hydroquinone, which is probably the most effective ingredient, I think, for lightening. But there's also lots of new ingredients like tranexamic acid, kojic acid. So just, uh, you know, first I start if it's just a little bit of hyperpigmentation with um, with topical creams, and that usually works. But I do like chemical peels probably the most for pigmentation. And lots of sunscreen, right? Like I heard that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, I mean, people that like have darker skin types, they know they're not getting a sunburn. They don't think they need sunscreen, but I always have to tell people the sun is making any uneven skin tone darker. So it's darkening all those spots. So that's really important. But yeah, sunscreen's huge. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, because we always think, oh my gosh, for fair skin, but that's exactly right. If you have a dark, that's good to remember. If you have a dark spot, it's going to make it darker. Darker, yeah. yeah. Okay, I would mm-hmm. love to get into cool sculpting. I have been following okay. this. Well, first of all, I know what it is, but I want you to tell our listeners what it is. And then have you been following the Linda Vandalista story at all? So I did when it first when it first like came out, yeah. it came up in my, you know, news feed. So she has um a rare complication of it that you should tell every patient about when they get it, okay. where instead of that, freezing the fat. So with fat, you can either freeze it or heat it. And so cool sculpting freezes it you get about it's a great procedure we have in our office you get a 20 percent fat reduction but you do you can have what she had this rare complication of the paradoxical where you actually instead of um freezing the fat off you end up having more fat production then you need liposuction to treat it so i think it's just with any procedure there's risk right uh so and things that can happen so unfortunately she was one of them yeah so one how, of the people what that is, got it yeah what is the procedure what how does it work so it's a machine it goes on it basically freezes your fat like a block of ice it's not very painful because your skin gets so cold so it's numb so after that those fat cells break down and you basically just pee it out that's essentially the easiest way so it takes about two months but if you it seemed like she had multiple treatments usually if someone comes back in for you know a second treatment if they do it you know eight weeks later or something you could see if they're not having a good result I wouldn't continue doing treatment so it seemed like she had a lot of treatments done so probably made the condition worse exactly she had like a bunch she had it on a bunch of different parts of her body and she got this syndrome where like her body kind of blew up and she's suing them and it's so hard because she has a model and I've been reading about it but I I mean Tina and I talk about this all the time like you really have to advocate for yourself and do a lot of research in healthcare and I was reading these articles when it was saying you know some people think that cool sculpting since it's non-invasive it's like a pedicure and anyone can do it and it's like no it's there are still risks as you said so it's like we should be trying to find the most certified professional to get something done even if it's not you're not going under anesthesia yeah I think it's 
with um, with any procedure, someone that can handle the risk. For instance, um, when people get filler done in their lips or they have a vascular occlusion where there's, um, you know, your tissue can actually die on the lip, you need to see someone, you know, board certified for that. And a lot of times I get sent patients with complications, but the people doing the procedure aren't qualified to treat the complications. So you definitely want to make sure you're seeing someone who can, if something goes wrong, help you with exactly. it. Exactly. So for our listeners that don't live in New York City and can't come to mm-hmm. you, <laughs> um, how how would you recommend somebody go about finding a, a good doctor that's board certified? If they want that can do these sculpting, yeah. microneedling, lasers, something like that. Yeah. So I would look um, up, you know, in their information for it to say specifically board certified in dermatology or plastic surgery. There's a lot of these, like, I don't think they're made up, but these like weekend courses where they'll say um, board certified in cosmetics, like kind of made up things. Um, but a credible website, like the American Academy of Dermatology is usually good right. and you can check that and that has a list of, you know, all the board certified doctors. And can you tell us what does board certified mean? I know what it, I learned what it meant from watching Grey's Anatomy, honestly, but can you go into for some, why is that so important? means that you did a full residency after medical school in that field and then you took a set of exams to um that you have to pass to get that board certification so it basically means you completed a full-on residency which is usually between four depending for, for plastic surgery probably longer four to six years got it okay also back wow. to pool sculpting yeah. really quick so i actually got it yeah. done and 2012. I don't know if I told you, you this. did. Okay. I don't know this. Yeah. And I felt safe because we have really good friends who are plastic surgeons and it was like at their center and I know them and mm-hmm. they did the, I had to have a doctor. I did on my lower stomach. Cause I'm like a very fit and shape, but I, it's for like a trouble spot. It's not for all over weight loss. It's like, yeah. you have to be healthy and fit, yeah. but maybe you have like one little pocket of something that's not going away no matter what. Um, but I remember I had to be like fully checked out by a doctor to like even get it done to see like how's your stomach doing he was poking around in there and make you know and I had no I had no reaction to it so um yeah most people don't I think what she had was really rare most people um notice that they just like over the course of two months they notice just less fat in that area and it's great and you know it worked right and is it something you have to go back and main is it like a Botox thing where you need to come back and do multiple treatments to maintain it after a certain amount of time No, I mean, I don't think it's good for someone that doesn't work out and that has, you know, isn't taking care of themselves and can gain like lots of weight because then you're just, um, you know, you'll get fat in other areas. So I think if you just do it, it depends how much you have. Mm -hmm. Some people do need more than one treatment, but um, they do it for a lot of times now under the jawline for fat on the face. Um, There's, you know, all these areas where you can do it. So people do it on their legs, on their abdomen. I think it just depends on your on your body if you need more, but you don't have to keep doing it forever. Gotcha. Like gotcha. she said, for trouble spots, it's good. I know. Yeah. I love that. Alex, I had no, the first time I ever heard about it was on when I was working for a cruise line and they offered it on the cruise. And I'm like, that sounds like the worst place to get that done. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds that, really. Right. Like if you, since after a complication or anything, I mean, right? yeah, how do you, you get in touch with a cruise ship? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, it's international so waters. Yeah, right. Like I don't think I want to be getting oh this procedure done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tina and I love therapy. We are obsessed with it. We're in therapy every week. We don't even know where we would be without it. Like Oprah loves bread, we love therapy. That's how we feel about it. And without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace, it's hard. So the good news is, and Alex and I can attest to this, therapy works. Okay, so what is therapy? Well, 
that's up to you. It can be whatever you want it to be. You can talk about dealing with stress in your relationships at work. Maybe you're not feeling very motivated and you'd like some tools to help. Here's the other thing. It's also really time to stop being ashamed of the normal human struggles that we all deal with and just start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. We all deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you, which is truly the hardest part and can be really overwhelming. It really is. It's so convenient because BetterHelp has online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's way more affordable than going to someone in person, and it's quick. So you can actually start talking to a therapist in under 48 hours. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and your mental health. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. A special offer just for Obsessed listeners. So you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. Are you struggling with a health issue and you just can't figure out the cause? Your gut might be to blame. Are you struggling with bloating, constipation, abdominal pain, maintaining a healthy weight, a weak immune system, acne, eczema, even your daily happiness and mental health? You can't figure out what the cause is? The answer could literally be found in your gut. So your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, you can start getting these symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to measure your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship straight to your door with easy-to-follow instructions. When you receive your results, Ombre Labs will give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria and the health issues it might be causing and what specific foods you need to consume more or less of to improve your health. They'll even develop personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. So if you're struggling with any of these symptoms that we mentioned and you just want to see if maybe your gut has the answers, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off your test. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. So what is your current uh, skincare routine, AM and PM? Yeah, so right now um, it's modified because I'm super pregnant. It just hasn't hit my face yet, but I'm due in January. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Normally, I just have a very simple routine. I think that works for most people too. Like the more ingredients you combine, sometimes that's when you get irritation and redness. So my skin is, you know, more sensitive. So I use um, vitamin C serum in the morning. And then sunscreen on top. And then when I'm not pregnant, I just put on a retinol cream and I'll alternate it with a prescription tretinoin. So it's a stronger version of the retinol um, with moisturizer. And that's kind of it. And I wash my face once at night. And then are there any 
you're yeah. not probably doing treatments right now because you're pregnant, but is there any yeah. treatment that you love that works for your skin? Is it microneedling? Is it like, what's your personal favorite for you? Yeah. So I do um, microneedling. Um, I've done a little bit of filler under my eye before, which I liked. And that gives you just more of like a less tired looking appearance, but you have to be the right candidate for it. You really need to have a hollow under eye. It's not for dark circles or anything like that. And then just maintenance, like Botox, just probably twice a year. Just little amount. Twice a year. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so Tina and I are really nerdy. We love looking up ingredients in skincare and like what they mm-hmm. do. Like we're just fascinated by it. So we have this list of ingredients. We want you to just quickly like say yeah or nay. Do you like it? Do you tell us a little bit yeah. about it? Okay, so first of all, retinol. You mentioned you love a retinol, but yeah, that's my favorite. I think everyone should be using it. Even if you have you know rosacea, really sensitive skin, you can use it still in some areas, like avoiding your cheeks, but you can use it. You know, mild formulation of it. But I think that increases the skin cell turnover. It just helps um, you know prevent and treat acne. It helps prevent wrinkles because it's producing more collagen when you're increasing that skin cell turnover. Right. So that's just kind of the best. And if someone's just starting, I read like maybe try it three times a week, every other night, you know, like it's not like a full form, like slather yourself in retinol the first time you use it. No, no. Yeah. So I would say three times a week and then with moisturizer on because sometimes people feel like they're purging, but usually just irritation. So if you just start using it every night, you'll definitely get redness and peeling. So um, a slow start is better until your face is used to it. And do you say put that on? So wash your face, have clean skin and then apply the retinol, Mm -hmm. then the moisturizer? I don't think it matters moisturizer first or after. I usually put it on first, but I make sure my skin is dry and then, um, yeah, moisturizer and then the retinol. And you don't need a lot, just like a key size amount usually for your whole face. A little Great. bit, yeah, moderation. Okay, yeah. so then we've been reading about, there's these two new things, Bacuchiol and Resveratrol, which are people are saying mm-hmm. like, it's a more natural form of, of, of retinol. If your skin is sensitive to it, it's in a lot of really great brands, beauty products right now. Do you have opinions, yeah. thoughts? Yeah, so I think um, Bakuchel is definitely the newer one of those two. And, you know, it's safe in pregnancy. I think in studies, it works similar to retinol. But I don't think retinol is unnatural. I mean, it's vitamin A. I think, um, you know, Bakuchel is more from a plant. Um, but I think as far as effectiveness, they're still, you know, doing studies on it. I still would stick to, I think, the prescription retinols, which is tretinoin, are still the gold standard. But Bakuchel is definitely um, a similar alternative. And pregnancy safe which so, I it's think a, is, so that's what I'm using now you are yeah. okay yeah that's yeah. good to know for for people for a pregnancy safe option yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um okay what about you you spoke about this a little bit you use it every day vitamin c yes and what so does that vitamin do vitamin c so it's an antioxidant it makes sunscreen a lot um more effective so it helps you know with fading dark spots it just is good for brightening overall so definitely um that's kind of my routine just under sunscreen. And there's a lot of um, good ones out there. I like the one by Vichy, which isn't um, that expensive. And it's just a liquid formulation, but there's so many. And safe to do every day? Yeah, every day. Some people use at night. I think it's better to use in the morning because it makes the sunscreen more effective. So that's just, you know, so good for anti-aging. Awesome. So Tina and I are not sure exactly because we're not doctors what this ingredient does, but we know our skin loves it uh-huh. and it is loves niacinamide. It. Yes. Can you tell us why our skin yeah. loves niacinamide? It's just calming. I think it also helps, um, you know, with fading dark spots. It just overall is, you know, a great like anti-inflammatory. It just works really well. So I have it in my sunscreen too. So I use it, you know, every morning. And I like the Ordinary has one and I have cinnamide and zinc. 
Yeah. But yeah, most people don't have any negative reactions to it. And I think it's definitely a good one to have. Love yeah, it. I just, I can't get enough of it. Um, okay, what about peptides and ceramides? So uh, peptides are, you know, in a lot of serums, I think they're good, especially like anti-aging properties. Ceramides um, are in the same category as like hyaluronic acid and glycerin. It just helps... Um, moisturize your skin. So CeraVe in the name, they're, they're known for having a lot of ceramides in their products. But I think a lot of moisturizers now have Oh, them. is that where that comes from? I didn't realize. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Ceramides in their products before everyone was talking about oh, it. That's so it was so... one of the things that Oh, I love that. Yeah. So interesting. Okay, yeah. so we have peptides for anti-aging. We have ceramides and hyaluronic acid for moisture. Um, so there's a new yeah. ingredient that I just learned about that has actually really been helping my jawline, um, hormonal acne and maskne, and it's uh-huh. blue tansy. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen it in some products. It's really, um, an anti-inflammatory, okay. so it will help yeah. with any kind of redness and, uh, more along the line, you know, calming ingredient. I don't think it's like retinol is regenerative, but it's definitely a good ingredient. It's that cool blue color. Yeah, it is calming. <laughs> it is so calming on my skin. I've been obsessed with it. I love that. Okay, what about, okay, I'm going to say it wrong. Squalene? Squal- squal- yeah, so squalene <laughs> is, um, I think Biosense, they have all their products have squalene, yes. but it's really similar to the natural oils in our skin. So I think it's just a good um, moisturizer to use. So I tell people, as far as moisturizing, you want to use a cream, but then you can seal it in with an oil. But you can, there's some products that combine the squalene oil with, uh, you know, ceramides and other um, cream-like ingredients. But yeah, it's definitely good to use. I think there's a lot of people with oily skin think they don't need to moisturize. And that's definitely a myth because oily skin is usually um, producing extra oil because it's so dry. So everyone should moisturize. Um, But I think squalene, is definitely even if you have oily skin it tends to balance that oil production so I think it's and we a good one to love use. Biosense I think that's a great brand mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah okay, can thanks. you tell us the difference a lot of times we'll see AHAs BHAs and it's alpha hydroxy acid and beta hydroxy acid correct uh-huh. and like Who's benefiting from what, eat from them? How are they different? What are they doing? I What I think is they're exfoliating and they're shrinking your pores. Am I right? So I think they are exfoliating. I don't think, um, yeah, there's no way to get rid of pores, but they do when you are, um, you know, taking the gook out of the pores, you are essentially um, making them look better. So with um, AHAs, there's more of them. So glycolic acid, lactic acid, um, and BHAs usually just mean salicylic acid. So sometimes they're written as what the acid is, or sometimes they're written as AHAs, BHAs. But I think they're good, um, you know, to have in a routine, especially if you have acne, salicylic acid is the most helpful because that goes into the actual pores. I feel like that was the thing, like in high school, it was like, if you have acne, you go and buy the salicylic acid and you do the treatment and like every all the clean and clear and under control yeah. situation was the salicylic acid but can you use that is that just for acne no anyone can use it I use it I like the Neutrogena oil-free acne cleanser so that's what I use on my face I think it just helps mildly exfoliate without you know you don't want to scrub your face because that usually make um, your skin worse so it's a chemical exfoliant uh, but I think it's good just sometimes it depends on the acne so if someone has mild acne that might be enough but it's more severe acne they definitely need you know more than just the salicylic acid that's so good but yeah I... it's an, so many products that and benzoyl peroxide it's in you know all the clean and clears a lot mm-hmm. of the acne spot treatments I remember like Clinique used to make a foundation that I used to use in high school I don't know if they still do but it's like for acne prone skin and there's salicylic acid yes. in the foundation 
yes. So it'll be a low percent, like 2%. Um, and that, yeah, it's definitely, you can have it as a leave-on when it's a low percent like that too. I have so, a um, yeah. AHA toner from Use to the People that I love. And it's just like a little mm-hmm. bit, but I do, I feel like it just yeah. exfoliates and it's really working for me. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, can you decode yeah. this term for us? We see a lot, mm-hmm. this product uses plant stem cells, plant stem cells. We're, I'm seeing that a lot in products. What, what are they referring to? So I think plant stem it's the extracts, you know, from plants. So it's not actual, um, you know, they're not putting the whole plant in. They still have to um, get it out of the plant, but it's just antioxidants and anti-inflammatory ingredients that they found in some plants. So it's not regenerative, like retinol. Um, it's just, I think, um, you know, a good additive to products, but it's probably more just like like a hot, you know, marketing term. I don't know how effective it is. It, I would put it in the same category as, you know, green tea. Right. Um, okay. Which is also coming. So antioxidants. Yeah. When we see plant yes, stem cells. Yeah, I would say an anti-inflammatory. Think, it's yeah. like not, it's not bad, but it's not going to change your life. Like that should be, yeah, it shouldn't be the only thing you're using, but a lot of times it's just combination and products. And I think that, you know, when people hear plants, they assume it's good, but. I know, and I hear stem cell and I imagine some sort of like medical, regenerative, like uh, voodoo that's going to happen to my face, but sounds like it's just. Yeah, so I wouldn't say nothing regenerative. (laughs) It's just, you know, an additive, if anything, just antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. Okay. And like when it's in another active ingredient, a lot, because I know we have this vitamin C serum, we like it's vitamin C and then it's also like a side of plant stem cells. So like, I feel like that, like you're saying, that's a good way to use it, like. Yeah, in combination with other um, more effective ingredients. Right, yeah. right. Gotcha, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you talked about how important sunscreen is. We love sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Do you have a personal favorite that you love? I love, um, and I get, you know, I try so many. Um, I still love the LDMD UV Clear. I've been using that one for years because you can, it goes on sheer, you can put makeup on over it. And it's a mineral sunscreen. It's about 45. I tell people they should wear at least 30 when they go out. So, um, you know, you can put it on in the morning and it's moisturizing. I don't need to add another moisturizer on top of it. So that's kind of my go-to one. And I know we say this, we talk about this all the time, Alex, in the podcast, but for our listeners, it's so important if your makeup says it has SPF, that shouldn't be the only SPF you're wearing. Like wear yes. an SPF and then put that on top because that fades yes. really quickly, right? Yeah, so sunscreen should be the last of your skincare products, but with makeup, you have to apply tons of layers usually to get that SPF, which doesn't look good on anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, going for a product, it's a skincare product rather than a makeup product with SPF is definitely better. And for during the day, for reapplication, I do like those powders, like Supergoop has one yeah. and it's in like that. That's you just put yeah. it on, it doesn't. I, yeah, those are we good. love Supergoop. I love yeah. Supergoop so much. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the health benefits of having a good dermatologist? Say you're fine. You don't want to do anything to your face. Your skin is great. But but yeah. can you talk about skin cancer screenings? Like why is it important to go and get che- get your skin checked out? Yeah. So I think um, especially after 30, just a baseline screen. If you have no family history of skin cancer, it's definitely good just to have that baseline screen just to talk to dermatologists. I think if you're happy with how your face looks and everything, some people just, you know, are lucky and they have, they can, you know, have no regimen like some guys and they just, you know, have great skin. So they don't necessarily need to see a dermatologist, but I think the mole check is important because that's, you know, a skin cancer 
skin cancer is something we can prevent. So that's just easy to do. And you just, you know, I usually have people leave their underwear on. I just check the front and back and it's simple. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we don't see our own back, especially if you're single, like no one's, you know, saying like, oh, I saw this crazy mole. So yeah, yeah I think, it, <laughs> right. I think it just starts to have a baseline. And if you only have two moles, like usually I'll tell people, um, you know, it's not as important that you come in every year, but it just depends. As we get older, more things show up. So it becomes more necessary to do it. So routinely, I would say, um, just depending how many moles you have. Right. So if you've never gone, find a good dermatologist, go get checked. It won't hurt you. Yeah. 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 Love that. And you can ask anything. So it's like, when you're in there, you can ask about Botox. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get the whole the whole treatment. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, we've got some sort of rapid fire questions we want to throw your way. Mm-hmm. What are two skincare products that you cannot live without? So I would say definitely sunscreen. Um, I know it's not a cool term, but really the people I see like in their 60s that just look the best, they're the ones that have applied it every day. Like They just look so much better than other people that haven't. Um, so I think if you just don't do anything in the morning or in a rush, just put on sunscreen, even cloudy days, um, you know, rainy days, snow, a lot of sun reflects off of that. It's just important to do that. And then I think using some sort of retinol or vitamin A derived um, serum or cream too is like must have. What's your favorite budget beauty find? It could be makeup, perfume, anything. Yeah. So I think um, with skincare, you can really find any product, like budget friendly versions of everything. Um, but my favorite, I love La Roche Posay products. Um, they have a Lipicar bomb, which is a moisturizer that I'll still use it on my face if I'm just, you know, in a rush. And I think it lasts a long time. It has prebiotics in it, which help balance um, the good bacteria on our skin, which we want. So it just helps prevent a lot of dryness. Um, and it's just my favorite cream of all. And what's you know, it? It's the La Roche-Posay. What's the... It's called Lipocarbom. Lipocarbom? And okay. how much is yeah, it? Do you know off the top of your head? And it's $20 for like a huge Amazing. bottle of it. So it lasts forever. And it's yeah. like a, just a day cream that you could use? Yeah, I mean, it's a body moisturizer. We can use it on face too. It's just a really good, it really, I think works well. I love that. Like a, yeah. a, like a one-stop shop. You can use it for body and face. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite? And I like, oh, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one more. I like, um, I love the pimple patches, but I like the Mighty Patch. They have one with like little salicylic acid microneedles. So you can put when you're starting to get a pimple. Oh, so I love those. That's too. the those Mighty, I'm writing all this down, yeah. Mighty Patch. It's the mic- micro point for blemishes, but that one I love. That's yes. so good to know. Have you had any experience? Sorry, I'm going. I'm derailing here with the um, Kate Somerville. Uh, Alex, what's the thing oh, that we love? It's in the pink bottle. The Eradicate. It's it's like this pink potion. It's it, and you put uh-huh. it on, and like the next morning, like the big cystic whatever it is has like really gone down. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I'd have to see. Um, I've heard of it. I don't know what the active ingredient is, but I all like with everything. I just look at the ingredients. Right. So if it's something that yeah, but I do like the patches. I think um, you know any spot treatment on a pimple that yeah I got these patches like a little benzoyl peroxide yeah yeah um okay yeah those are good what's your what's your favorite splurge beauty product so for splurging I like products that have um you know good quality ingredients but multiple ingredients in one so I love uh, skin better is a line they have um an alpha ret retinol and it has glycolic acid with the retinol and lots of calming ingredients and peptides it's just kind of got everything so I think it's 125 um, what it retails for, but that's just 
um, you know, if you're using one thing at night, you can just put that on. It has just so many benefits in it. And I think, you know, I never would splurge on cleansers. Like I'll hear people buying these like $50 cleansers, the cleansers on your face for like two, you know, a minute, like it's not really having effect. But I think what you use at night um, is what I would splurge on. And then the products that have a lot of, um, you know, active ingredients in one. I feel the exact so are, same yeah, way. Like yeah, your cleanser, yeah. I'll try different yeah. cleansers too. And you know, that's like where I yeah. spend the least amount of money, but I agree. It's like, the thing that's working on your face all day or all night is, is, you know, yeah, to spend more yeah, money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So retinol, it's deactivated by sunlight. So you want to use it at night. And this one's got um, glycolic acid, lactic acid. So those um, AHAs in there are just all combined. It's not drying. So that's kind of awesome. my favorite large one. Love. Is, is yeah. there a, we want to- And niacinamide. Yes, which we, we love. We love niacinamide. Yeah. Is there a woman yeah. that you really look up to or that inspires you that we should know about and we should go follow her? So I love, one of my mentors in Durham is um, Dr. Doris Day and she's just been doing cosmetics for a long time. She's one of, you know, world experts in it. And I think um, that's someone who I look up to. I mean, there's definitely lots of people outside of dermatology, but uh, in dermatology, I think, you know, she has a lot of good information. Is she on Instagram? Too. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Dr. Doris Day. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, well, where can we find you and follow you on social media? So I am at Instagram at Dr. Anna Karp, and I am on TikTok under the same name, <gasps> yes. but I am due to pregnancy. I've not been making as many videos, but I plan to go back to it. Great. Yay. Both of those are good. Thank you so much <laughs> and for I do- all of this knowledge that you have given us today. This has been sure. so amazing. And I do have um, a lot of my product recommendations because I give it to patients. Um, I have a Shop My Shelf. So if you go to Shop My Shelf and then um, type Dr. Anna Karp, I put a lot of products. Yeah, that's great. And a lot of it is in your link tree in your Instagram too, I found. So like, yeah, it's in there. Yeah. So like if we follow you on Instagram, we look at your link tree, you can shop like all these different areas. It's really organized and great. So most anything that we've talked about today will be in there. Yeah. And it's a good way. I think there's a lot of makeup artists on there and um, other experts. So I think it's a good, you can just look at that site and it's kind of like, uh, they only really use experts to pick their products they like. So I found good, you know, mascaras on there and other things, but yeah, I have all my products. That's awesome. Dr. Anna Karp, you have been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.